This story starts in 2001. The day after 9-11, which I'm pretty sure was 9-12, Jay Leno came out as host of The Tonight Show and said, I'm gonna do my show tonight, but I'm not gonna be funny. And that was a vow he kept for the next 15 years. Yeah, he sucks and nobody misses him. But this was a delicate time. There were editorials everywhere saying, Is comedy dead? And I was on my way to Hong Kong to give my first overseas speech about The Simpsons. Everybody was on edge, particularly since the event was being held at the World Trade Center of Hong Kong. The man who'd booked me for the event was a big Simpsons fan, but the audience wasn't. They were all native Chinese. They had never seen The Simpsons and barely understood English. I sweated through my one-hour speech and got exactly one laugh when I used a brand new word that had just entered the language, Viagra. After the speech, my host said, I've never seen a Chinese audience laugh that much. Since then, I've visited 22 countries around the world talking about The Simpsons. I'll be sharing some stories from those trips today. Many of them first appeared in my memoir, Springfield Confidential. Even if you read that book, you don't know the story of how it came to be. About five years ago, I got a call from journalist Matthew Clickstein. I'd never met Matt, but he was always calling me up for a Simpsons quote like, Hey Mike, what's Lisa's take on alternative milks? Or, Mike, what does Milhouse think of North Korea's nuclear disarmament? But this was different. This time Matt had a proposal. Mike, you and I are going to drive across the country, you're going to give a bunch of speeches, then we'll turn it all into a book. And I agreed, since my mother always taught me to take rides from strangers. Matt mentioned that writer David Foster Wallace had taken a similar trip with the journalist. What he didn't mention is that Wallace killed himself at the end of the trip. Anyway, Matt and I worked out a book proposal and we got invited for a meeting with a publisher I won't name. Let's call them Schmeiman and Schmooster. The editor who invited us in looked like J.K. Simmons in the movie Whiplash. He resembled an angry human bullet. The second I walked in, he laid into me. Who the hell are you? Why would anyone read this book? You're not Tina Fey. Do you know that? You're not Tina Fey. I know that, I said. I noticed it in the shower this morning. He didn't laugh. He yelled at me for about 20 more minutes at this meeting he invited me to. Then he kicked me out of his office. Clickstein and I got in a cab, went across town to HarperCollins, and sold the book in 10 minutes. It was called Springfield Confidential, and it became a bestseller. It's been translated into French, German, Czech, and Russian, and was nominated for the Thurber Prize in American Humor. Who knows? Maybe I am Tina Fey. You may travel to forget about work. I don't have that luxury because people watch The Simpsons everywhere. The Simpsons is the only thing Israelis and Egyptians agree on. When I was in Iraq, fighting stopped from 5 to 6 every day so they could watch back-to-back -back episodes. If the show ran 24 hours a day, we could bring peace to the Middle East. In Iraq, our guide Rebwar kept muttering in a pretty good Julie Kavner impression. <sighs> I love my homie. In Singapore, I gave a speech and was mobbed by fans. Young women tore up my clothes and hair like I was Justin Bieber. It was horrifying and I can't wait to go back. I was in a restaurant in Malaysia and the waiter told me, Homer Simpson is a very Malaysian father. Five minutes later, a Danish tourist said, The Simpsons have a very Danish sense of humor. I was shocked. The Danish have a sense of humor? 
1990, when the show was being translated for foreign markets, we did something most shows wouldn't go to the trouble of doing. We sent our writer Jay Kogan around the world to supervise voice casting. He did a remarkable job. The French voices for Marge and Homer fell in love and got married in 2001. If you've ever wondered, would a woman like Marge ever really marry a guy like Homer? You have only to meet this French couple. They're just like their characters. The wife is tall and proper and elegant, and the husband is squat and blunt and loves the talk. And like their characters, they seem crazy in love. L'amour. People in every country tell me their Simpsons voices are better than ours. Even the Czech Republic, where Marge is voiced by a man. And in Finland, I learned that children teach themselves to read just by watching The Simpsons. The show is in English there with Finnish subtitles. If you're wondering how these countries manage to translate our puns and wordplay, the answer is they don't. All our clever sign jokes are left in English with no translation. In Japan, when Bart called Moe's Tavern saying, I'd like to speak to a Mr. Kaholic, first name Al, it was translated as, I'm looking for a very drunken man. By my estimate, about one-third of our jokes are lost in translation. It doesn't matter. The two-thirds that foreigners get, they really, really like. Our tour guide in Colombia may be the biggest Simpsons fan on Earth. When he found out who I was, he bombarded me with Simpsons trivia questions for the next three days. Apparently one joke that just didn't translate into Spanish was Homer's line about possums. I got a big one, baby. Japan is the one large market the Simpsons can't crack. Apparently, the Japanese don't like the fact that cartoon characters have four fingers. Four is considered bad luck in Japan. Disney actually spends millions of dollars animating a fifth finger onto Mickey Mouse. Millions of dollars! I would give Mickey the finger for free. I spent weeks in Japan without seeing the show anywhere. I began to wonder if they'd even heard of it. But when I told my tour guide I wrote for The Simpsons, his eyes lit up. Really? That show is still on? Yes it is! 30 years! Wow! I can't believe I meet a man who writes The Flintstones! Not The Flintstones, The Simpsons. He looked puzzled. You call it Simpsons? No, Simpsons! Flimpsons? I gave up. Yes, I write The Flimpsons. Never heard of it. When the show began, the French were very slow to embrace it. And the French will embrace anything. A woman, a man, a cow, the art of mime, Jerry Lewis. Why didn't they like The Simpsons? Because the French suck. Seriously, our first season, we did an episode where Bart went to France, and the French pulled our show off the air for 17 years. The show has since returned, and now they love it. This experience has taught me something key about The Simpsons. Americans look at Homer Simpson and go, that's my dad. While foreigners look at Homer Simpson and go, that's an American. In fact, the nation of Venezuela canceled their run of the show because it promotes bad American values. So they pulled the Simpsons off the air and replaced us with Baywatch. Nations who love the show suddenly don't find it funny when the Simpsons family visits their country. Famously, after the Simpsons went to Rio, the city's tourism board threatened to sue us. Their complaint was something like this. When the Simpsons came to Rio, they encountered pickpockets, kidnappers, rat-infested slums, and wild monkeys. There are no wild monkeys in Rio. By the way, I later visited Rio and saw thousands of wild monkeys there. 
The weirdest reaction came after the Simpsons visited Canada. The next day, Canadians complained, Why? You didn't make enough fun of us, eh? There's a whole lot of dumb stuff up here. Oh, Canada. Big country, small ego. I also spoke in Qatar, which everyone calls Qatar. You know the place. It's spelled Q-A-T-A-R. Before the speech, I was approached by a reporter for the Qatar Tribune, an intimidating Arab man in full burnous and bushy beard. Then he opened his mouth. So you're writing for the Simpsons, are you? Well, there's a funny show, to be sure. I just blurted it out. Where the fuck did you come from? He said, Well, my parents are from Saudi Arabia, but they raised me in Dublin, don't you know? In Qatar, I played to a packed house full of men in long white robes and women in burqas. People from every economic class, from millionaires to billionaires. These guys loved The Simpsons and its irreverent wit, but they were shocked to hear it coming from an actual human being. It's that weird paradox. When Homer strangles his son, it's funny. When you do it, it's felonious assault. At one point I said, I was asked not to talk about gay issues on the show because I was told there are no homosexuals in Qatar. Which is crazy because I can see eight from where I'm standing. There was a stunned silence followed by an explosion of laughter, which is the only kind of explosion you want to hear in the Middle East. One sheikh leaped from his seat and ran up and down the aisle. He couldn't contain his delight. They'd never seen anything like me. Literally. The only other Jew in Qatar is in the Royal Zoo. But let me wrap this up with my most memorable speech. The one I gave in Bermuda. I was booked to give a lecture in Bermuda and the sponsor said they needed help selling tickets. Selling? I asked. People usually get to see my show for free. The sponsor told me that tickets were going for $45 and they weren't going fast. Folks, I give a pretty good lecture, but it wouldn't be worth 45 bucks if I threw in an oil change. To promote my appearance, they booked me on a local jazz radio station on Saturday at 9 a.m. No one in Bermuda is awake at 9 on a Sunday morning, I said, especially jazz fans. My sponsor assured me that it was a very popular radio show, and the DJ told me, I am a big, big Simpsons fan. I got on the air with him. We are giving away two free tickets to Mike Reese's show, so Mike, give me a trivia question for our viewers to answer. Make it a hard one. All right, I said. What was the name of Bart's pet elephant? The answer is Stampy. Our phone lines are open, said the DJ, and they stayed open. Not one call came in for the next 20 minutes. Finally, the DJ said, Maybe that question was a little too hard. Give it an easier one. All right, what is the name of Bart Simpson's dog? Answer, Santa's little helper. The phone lines remained silent for another 20 minutes. The laid-back DJ was getting upset. I'd never seen a stressed-out Rasta before. Mike, your questions are too hard. Give the audience a real easy one. Fine, I said. What is the name of Bart Simpson's father? Answer, Homer. It was another ten minutes before the phone mercifully rang. The DJ listened to the caller, then turned to me. He says it's Santa's little helper. Is that the name of Bart's father? This was the same DJ who told me he was a big, big Simpsons fan. Unsurprisingly, I didn't get much of a crowd that night in Bermuda. But I assured the few who came that they'd have some laughs. 
Then I told the tech crew to play the reel of Simpsons clips I'd brought along. Instead, on the big screen overhead, there appeared an ad for Frisky's Buffet. The audience had paid 45 bucks a piece to see a cat food commercial. After the ad, the video screen went to an old episode of Seinfeld. The tech crew couldn't seem to turn it off, so the audience and I just watched the whole show. It was a good one, too. The yada 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 episode. See, I told the audience, I told you you'd have some laughs. What Am I Doing Here was written and performed by Mike Reese and produced by Josh Perillo, featuring Jaden Lebrun as Marge and Homer Simpson, with Matthew Clickstein as himself, and additional voices by Michael Yishow, Renee Balsay, Michael McKenna, Mike's Irish doorman, and Trevor Morris, Mike's funny doorman.